Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as I have been saying a lot lately, this is normally a daily show, Monday through Friday. But for now, while baseball is not being played and there is a freeze on all transactions, this show is three days a week on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And we're continuing with our themed content across the network, and this week is all about the best moments in franchise history. And going through these moments and, and kind of doing my homework for this, for this week, it became apparent that there were just too many moments in the recent past to ignore, and so we made it more about the best moments in San Francisco Giants history since the year 2000. So jumping right into the list, there are six moments I want to talk about today. And number six is Edgar Renteria's three-run homer against Cliff Lee in Game 5 of the 2010 World Series. So this was a clinching game for the Giants. They had a chance to clinch. It's 0-0 in the top of the seventh inning with the great postseason legend Cliff Lee, who kind of had that same reputation as Bumgarner has now as an elite postseason pitcher. And he was doing it, you know, the Giants got to him in game one of the World Series, but here in game five, he was very much in control and scoreless into the seventh inning. Giants got two singles to lead off the inning against Lee. Aubrey Huff laid down a sacrifice bunt for like the first time in his career. And it brought up Pat Burrell with a chance to give the Giants the lead with a fly ball, but he struck out swinging, leaving it up to Edgar Renteria. In a 2-0 count, Cliff Lee just throws his classic cutter and it kind of leaks up over the middle of the plate and Renteria just puts a, puts a good swing on it and hits it high and deep. The, the home run call by Dave Fleming is the one you probably want to listen to if you're going to watch this replay. Uh, his voice totally cracks at the moment when that ball sneaks over the fence in left center field. Uh, I can hear... David Murphy going back. He's at the warning track. It is. And then his voice cracks as he says, gone. Uh, but And I can hear David Murphy's footsteps as he, as he puts on the brakes as he's about to run into the wall. Ball just sneaks over the fence there. And that was it. I mean, the way the Giants pitching was, the way Lincecum was pitching, it was 0-0. And Lincecum was still in this game. And they had the, the great bullpen that they had with Wilson looming ready to close it out. Three runs just felt like that. I mean, nobody... Nobody thought the game was over, but the Giants' chance of winning the World Series just went to really, really high probability there. And so it was just euphoria because this team had come close before. They had come close in 2002. You felt like they were going to win it in, in 02. But then there, as soon as that ball went over the fence, you felt like they were going to do it. And that, to this day, I'm getting chills remembering this moment and certainly among the very best in franchise history. Coming in at number five today on our very best of the best moments in Giants history since 2000 and arguably ever is Matt Cain's perfect game. This perfect game, these are like the rarest of rare occasions in baseball. There have only been 23 official perfect games in the history of Major League Baseball dating back over 150 years. So we're talking 218,400 plus games played, 23 perfect games by the current definition. No pitcher has ever thrown more than one. It's just a minuscule probability of ever having a perfect game. And I don't want to put it as a probability because that makes it seem 
random. And in a way, it probably is. But at the same time, that was a magical night and just one that has burned into every Giants fan's memory. Uh, just Matt Cain on this night was totally in control against the Houston Astros. It was a June game against the Houston Astros when they were still in the National League in 2012. This was kind of peak Matt Cain. And there are so many memorable moments from this game. The diving play by Gregor, Gregor Blanco in the seventh inning, you know, making a diving catch out in center field basically as the right fielder is kind of a crazy thing. You know, thankfully he was shaded towards the alley, which players do at Oracle Park because of that monstrous gap in right center. The right fielder plays more into the gap than they normally would anywhere else. And so only at Oracle Park would a right fielder be able to make a catch in that spot. So Matt Cain, the crowd is just going nuts, everybody's standing, and then the camera work and Dwayne Kuyper. This is something I, I keep wanting to say on this show, but the Giants broadcasters are so huge in so many of these moments, and they make them even more special than they are because the calls are perfect. I mean, Dwayne Kuyper on this call here uh, for t- Matt Cain's perfect game is perfect, in my opinion. I mean, the way he describes Kane as he looks around uh, at the crowd and then, you know, gets set and throws the pitch and, and the ground ball to Arias, Joaquin Arias at third base, stumbles. I, I don't know that I've ever seen before or after a third baseman field a ground ball the way Arias fielded that ground ball there with two outs in the ninth during a perfect game. Uh, he, like, charges at it a little bit, like, steps forward as he catches it and then steps backwards as he gets ready to throw so he he kind of stumbles there and it looks like oh my god is he gonna fall over and not be able to make this throw but he he's able to stop himself with his back leg rock and fire across the diamond with just a strong accurate throw to belt a step or two ahead of the runner and that was it it was the 20 second game in a uh, perfect game in major league history somebody did throw one since but just the rarest of rare occasions there and just a magical magical night at oracle park june 13th 2012 so coming in at number three on the list is sergio romo striking out miguel cabrera to end the 2012 world series and i had this moment all the way up in tier three initially and then i just couldn't stomach not having it in tier one, because this is a World Series championship clinching moment that has to rank among the very, very best in franchise history. The reason I initially had it a little lower is because it was a relatively low leverage moment, given that the Giants were up in the series three games to zero and then leading the fourth game. And it was just a one run lead, but it was a sweep of the 2012 World Series. However, let's not act as if this moment is not among the very best in franchise history because it was a World Series championship and they had won in 2010, yes, but the legacy of these early 2010s Giants is the three titles and, you know, this one is just as special as either of the other two. So it was also like a great classic at bat and inning. Romo had thrown nothing but sliders to every single right-handed hitter that the Tigers put up there in the ninth, which was two, and he had thrown nothing but two seamers to the lefties. And so for Cabrera, he's getting slider after slider after slider. And then in the two-strike count, after a couple of foul balls on sliders, uh, Romo shakes off Posey, and he's been shaking the whole inning and throwing sliders. So 
if you're Miguel Cabrera, Miguel Cabrera sells out on the slider here in this pitch, or at least he's looking slider and hoping to be able to react to the fastball. But let's keep in mind too, this was peak Miguel Cabrera. This was the best year of his career. And that was a, he was for a while there, the best hitter in baseball for several years running. And this was him at the peak of his powers. And it's a one run game. So one swing of the bat, he was very capable of just tying the game there in the ninth. And who knows, you know, if, if the Tigers win game four, they, they believe they're still in it with another home game upcoming and then it can get really interesting. So it's not like this was low leverage. It's just kind of relatively low leverage compared to some other moments. But anyway, Romo ends up throwing his two-seam fastball. So if you're Miguel Cabrera, you see the ball off the plate away. You've been seeing all these sliders. You think it's going to keep breaking away from you. And instead, it just heads the other direction back towards the plate, and it just comes right over the, the plate and is clearly just strike three right there. And Posey immediately knows it as soon as he catches it and just has this insane look on his face of elation and joy. And he like rips off the mask and charges out to Romo. And it's just madness ensues. And it's just an unforgettable moment. And it kind of gets forgotten among the other World Series clinchers a little bit, but just as special and magical and wouldn't be traded for pretty much any other moment. Postmates has been a lifesaver during this pandemic and the resulting stay-at-home orders. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food and that's why I love using Postmates, but I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I have been using to order takeout from my local restaurants. Listen up. You guys need to be supporting your neighborhood spots right now. I've been ordering only local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it outside my door. Just the other day, needed some medication. Someone from Postmates was able to pick it up from CVS and bring it to my house within like 20 or 30 minutes. It was just incredible. So thankful to the workers who are out there doing this job right now for Postmates and doing a great job. Download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites and get everything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code locked on for $100 of free delivery credit in your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Number three is Travis Ishikawa winning the National League Championship in 2014 against the Cardinals with a three-run homer in the bottom of the ninth. What a moment it was. I was actually at this game as well, and my goodness, it was, for me, probably the best moment I've ever seen in person in baseball. And I mean, you do not get many walk-off home runs to win a postseason series, let alone the NLCS to go to the World Series. Just unbelievable. You're hoping for a hit there and then he just hits a home run. It it just can't be forgotten. I can just remember the sound of the bat. I can just that place went nuts. Like the crowd was going absolutely nuts for an extended period of time. It wasn't just like, oh, he hit the home run, let's go crazy and then it lulls. The crowd was acting as if a player had had the biggest hit that you've ever seen 
and it sustained for like five minutes straight where the crowd was just going nuts, like people jumping up and down and screaming and high-fiving. It didn't stop. I I just can't get that out of my memory that it didn't stop. The, the celebration doesn't normally last that long. Like if you go to a game and you see a walk-off home run, people go crazy and then it, it lulls after, you know, after the guy crosses home plate, then it just quiets down a little bit. But this place didn't stop. It was just absolute insanity at the ballpark. And Travis Ishikawa, I mean, come on. It wasn't like, it wasn't Hunter Pence. It wasn't Posey. It wasn't even Belt or Crawford. It was Travis Ishikawa, kind of a career up and down, not really able to fully establish himself, sometimes given a chance, sometimes sent down. And then his story about thinking about quitting baseball, but he had a friend who encouraged him to stick with it that season in the minors when he was struggling in the minor leagues. His friend told him to stick with it. He got the call up. uh, And then, I mean, he is just, he is a hero for all time for that home run. So just great story, unforgettable moment. I mean, this could have been even higher on the list. Just magical stuff here. And we're very lucky. I mean, other teams, I was thinking like, you know, across the network, everybody's doing this right now. And there's not, if you're the Yankees, yes, you also have a huge list to choose from. Some other teams, Red Sox, maybe. But my goodness, I mean, if you're pretty much any other team, you're choosing from slim pickings. And that's not the case here for the Giants. So we're very lucky to have so many of these great, memorable, historic moments. Number two is Brian Wilson striking out Nelson Cruz to end the 2010 World Series. So let's not forget that feeling and that moment. This was a long time coming and when they finally got over the hump. They were not the team that they are now, the team that's had all the success and people take it for granted maybe a little bit. But at that moment in time, they were the team that was not able to get over the hump. They were the team that knew nothing but postseason heartbreak. And so to finally put an end to a 50-plus year World Series drought and to put the ghosts of the 2002 World Series behind them and to win that World Series in 2010, it was just absolutely unforgettable. Wilson just had a knack for throwing the big pitch when it mattered the most, and it was no exception against Cruz. A 3-2 pitch, he throws him this cutter inside, just an unbelievably difficult pitch to handle. If you're Nelson Cruz and handle it, he did not got tied up a little bit, swung and missed on the front door cutter. And that was it. I mean, the Giants won the World Series. And and kind of to this day, the feeling we have about the Giants being this successful team started with that huge, huge pitch by Brian Wilson. Coming in at number one on the greatest moments in franchise history, at least Giants history since the year 2000, is Madison Bumgarner closing out the 2014 World Series. Could it have been anything different? I'm not sure that it could have. I mean, I grappled with going with Ishikawa here. I grappled with going with Wilson here. But the moment that stands out, if you think about the three World Series championships that the Giants won in 10, 12, and 14, like this, like Madison Bumgarner in Kansas City is the moment that everybody in the baseball world is going to remember as the moment that kind of defined that three titles in five years run, which is obviously the best stretch in Giants history. So the moment that defined the, the, the period, the golden era for this team has to be number one on this list. And 
for good reason. I mean, the heroics of Baumgartner are unprecedented, really. I mean, he threw his, he has the best career World Series ERA minimum 20 innings pitched. It's like under 0.25. And just the way he, he dominated in the World Series against the Royals, he had thrown a complete game shutout in game five. And then in, in he comes in the seventh game of the World Series, just two games later on just a couple days rest, right? I mean, game the travel day between game five and game six, and then game six. So just two days rest, if I'm not mistaken. And then he comes in and throws five shutout innings out of the pen. He entered this game in the fourth inning. The fourth inning. And he allowed a leadoff hit, by the way. Then there was a Nori Aoki hit that was down the left field line, and Juan Perez was just standing there. I mean, it's like... A miracle that he was there. If this was any other era, no left fielder starts there. It just must be that Aoki hits a lot of balls there. And so they had the left fielder position perfectly. And then, of course, I mean, he settles in at that point. And then it goes to the ninth and they get the two quick outs. They get a strikeout and a pop up. And then there's the Alex Gordon moment where the, you know, he hits this sinking line drive into center. Blanco gets caught in between. Should I dive? Should I hold back? He kind of gets stuck in between and the ball bounces in front of him and rolls past him to the wall. And then there's Juan Perez in left who somehow, as he's trying to pick it up, somehow the ball just jumps like 15 feet to his left. He he knocks it away to his left. And immediately, they haven't yet shown Gordon on the television broadcast. And you're thinking this is an inside the park home run because the ball went to the wall. So you're thinking it's at least two, probably three and then Perez can't pick it up and it squirts away 15 feet. You're thinking he's going to score and that's going to tie the game. And so we talked about how, you know, the Romo strikeout of Miggy Cabrera was not necessarily high leverage. But this Bumgarner stuff, this is game seven of the World Series in the ninth inning up by just a run. Okay, so that moment with Juan Perez and Gregor Blanco, that was as intense as it has ever been it cannot get more nerve-wracking than it was right there because there's no margin for error in that situation if the royals tie the game in the ninth like you don't have time to hit the rewind button and say hey can we try that again no there's no trying it again and so if gordon scores suddenly the royals are likely to win the world series being the home team given that they just scored a run the crowd is going to go absolutely nuts so then thankfully gordon was towing an anchor it would seem because he didn't make it he only made it to third and he was not moving all that well the big question should Jershley have sent Alex Gordon I think he would have been out by 50 feet but maybe they should have anyway because you know the probability of the next batter driving him in is relatively low maybe maybe 30 percent so if Gordon had a 31 percent chance of scoring then they probably should have sent him I think that he didn't but you know he was held and then up comes Salvador Perez with a chance to win the World Series. So it's a golden pitch. We had a golden at bat, meaning uh, with any one pitch, either team could have won the World Series. So those are as nerve-wracking as it gets, obviously. I mean, Giants could win it with an out. Royals could win it with a home run. And think about the pressure on the defense. I mean, any error, and it's going to tie the game. No margin for error. So that's just as good as it gets. And the Giants just attacked Salvador Perez with high fastballs. That was it. Just high fastball after high fastball. He was swinging, took a couple of them, but otherwise swung. And the last pitch, just a fastball up and in, and Perez swung at it and popped it up to Sandoval. The iconic 
moment of Sandoval catching the ball and just kind of collapsing on the ground. Bumgarner and Posey, their moment where they both throw their arms up at the same time. Posey throws his mask. Posey peeks at Bumgarner after the pop-up with a grin on his face. And that, to me, is just the moment that stands out as the greatest moment in San Francisco Giants history, period, and certainly since 2000. So anyway, that is all the time we have for today. We're going to have more great content for you next week. So to get this show three days a week, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, please hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspik. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Giants. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLB. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.